three. Happy Valentine's Day, buddy. Yeah, man. Happy Valentine's Day. You're not wearing anything red or uh did you did you do anything for your family? Did you tell them that you love them this morning? Did you No, I don't I don't give them I don't, any I don't, hearts uh, heartsies or candies or flowers or anything? I don't I don't tell my family that I love them in the morning. That's not something that we do in our household. Oh, oh cool. No. Okay. No, man. I think Valentine's Day is one of my favorite holidays for one reason. Um, I, I personally am not a big Hallmark uh, holiday person. Valentine's Day has never really been all that special to me and important. It is now, though, because we have a family tradition where we, every uh, Valentine's Day, we go, we decided to do this a number of years back, but we go to Barnes & Noble. We go to dinner as a family. Uh, we hang out, we go to Barnes and Noble and typically have like, a you know, some hot chocolates and at the end of, of, uh, I'm sorry, we go around we, we pick, everybody can pick a book. So you can pick a book, we'll buy you one book and then use the kids pick, I don't know, either another book. Like my always gets two books. The boys always get like, they sell toys in Barnes and Noble now and Legos. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But my point is we use it as an opportunity to uh, take our kids out to do something fun. We take all our books to the little cafe area. We all have hot chocolate, sit down and we just look at our books and we just have a conversation. But what I love about it is the intentionality of, you know, we're going to talk about this, you know, different decisions we make and and impact being a, a critical part. Well, what, what it does is it puts our kids in an environment that, we do something that's really important to us, right? Like we hang out with them, we break bread, all good things. We talk. My daughter and I didn't take our cell phones in. Like that was something I was like, hey, let's leave your cell phone here. I'll leave mine. There's little lessons in that. And then also we love to read. Eric and I love to read and, and absolutely just cherish being in books. And so the kids, like they thrive in there, right? There's no devices. It's not Nintendo. It's not TV. It's books, and that gets their minds going and Jake asks questions about this book and the Bible and this and that. And we all talk about our books. And so it's really a meaningful day. Um, and probably what we should do is like do that every quarter or something, like just as a fun thing. Um, but it's just, that's our, that's our tradition. Right. And there's not a lot of, you know, like, and I wrote my kids little notes and stuff like that, but you know, I don't like, we don't get like the Valentine's day card and do the Valentine's day date dinner and stuff like that with my wife and I. So. It's a special day. We enjoy it. Nice, man. It's cool. Uh, well, speaking of books, I'm reading a book right now that uh, that a friend of ours, Kevin Goodnight, uh, told me about. It's called The World Needs a Father. And man, it's really, really good. I mean, chapter one, like, we'll, we'll crush you. Uh, but there's a chapter that talks about um, like phases of life. And, and it's really just the phases of life of your children on you know, what they need from, from a father, what they need, uh, from a mother, um, stages of life where like one's more important as far as like the role, uh, that they play, but it, but it continues on through the phases of life until like, you know, age, age 90. Uh, and one of the phases, uh, is phase, he calls it phase five and he calls it halftime. And it's the phase of life that you and I are currently in, um, ages 43 to 48. And uh, I'm just going to kind of read a little section of it because I thought it was really impactful because it's it's what we went through and maybe still going through in a bit uh, of trying to figure it out. And 
I think a lot of men this similar age go through it. Obviously, it does because uh, he's writing about it. And there's an entire book uh, named Halftime uh, that uh, is on my reading list I haven't read yet. He says that at halftime, you have to stop. You have to take stock and do a thorough self-audit, asking yourself some of the following questions. What do I want to be remembered for? What will my life look like if it turns out exactly the way I imagined it? Am I living a balanced life? Am I becoming the person I want to be? What's the primary loyalty of my life? Where do I seek inspiration and mentors for my life? And it goes on. There's all these questions. Essentially, it's like, what, what's the purpose of my life, right? I think a lot of men specifically um, go through earlier stages of, of career and job progression and are, get so focused on, on career, making money, building wealth, providing for the family. And then at some stage, halftime, uh, they take a look and, and realize that, oh, man, what am I doing here? Like, what's, what's all this for? And, and that's exactly what happened to the two of us. Um, and he continues on. He says, basically, you have three, you have three choices that you could make uh, to continue down one of these paths uh, when you're at this halftime mark. You can choose indifference. And essentially, that's um, just continuing on status quo, living the, the same life that you've been doing over and over again, uh, with no vision, no purpose, no passion. Uh, and this pretty much always leads to regret. Like you will get to the end of your life and you'll have tons of regret. That's that's option one. That's choice one. Choice two, indulgence. Uh, you can get to the same inflection point and you can choose to just go bigger, right? Uh, live on worldly pleasures, go after possessions, make more money, uh, get more power, get more acknowledgement. And he says that this often leads to a sense of emptiness because you'll get to the end of your life and you'll find out that money didn't make you happy, right? Possessions, power, none of that made you happy. Or third, uh, you can choose influence. And this uh, allows you to live a life orientation that fo focused on transformation of others. Your satisfaction is gained through seeking and developing the potential in others. You live with a broad perspective and you have a growing influence. Basically, you decided to serve and you've served others and you're impacting others uh, in a positive way. And so, um, you know, for the two of us, we've chosen, uh, path number three influence and impacting men, husbands, fathers, uh, and our children, um, and, you know, pushing out a positive message and, and helping men connect with Jesus. And, um, so I thought it was really interesting because, you know, we've seen a lot of people, we have relationships we've seen a lot of men at this current stage get to this point and, and have to make that decision. And, some don't make that same decision. I don't know. Any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. It's, you know, I think I think the saddest part about, um, and also the the most awesome part about what you just read and and what he wrote about was, I don't think you know he he makes it sound like it's a choice, and I think for most men they don't make a choice, like they just just go through. Uh, and, and they, they choose one of those paths, but a lot of times, unless it's the the last one, right. Unless it's the, the, uh, path of influence and, and impact. Um, when you choose something like that, you're very intentional with defining what that means for you. You're, you're very intentional with the, the, you know, even, even saying, I want to make an impact in this area. Like I want to be a better dad for whatever, for, you know, for example. Uh, but when you choose something like that to make an impact, Typically, you're much more self-aware and you are intentional and you've chosen it. You've chosen the path. The other two, I think, just kind of happen. I think a lot of men, 
a lot of people, but men specifically and men in leadership roles, whether it's in their house or their businesses or or whatever they're doing, because uh, we because we're all in those roles, we can all be in those roles. Um, they just kind of let life continue to go, and so it, it's while you have a choice, it's very empowering. It's it's so empowering to know you have a choice, and I would respect if a dude's like, man, I'm going to go with choice number one or choice number two. Like I'd respect the fact that they're choosing it, right? I'd be like, okay. Like, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't choose that path, but good on you. At least you're doing it with your eyes wide open. Most of us are asleep at the wheel and our eyes are closed. And so if you choose, you know, by definition, being indifferent, effectively you're indifferent. And so you're not, you're not choosing, you're just indifferent. You're just, you're just living the status quo. You're just living that life. And, and most of us, if it's indulgent, a lot of us don't even know that we're being indulgent, right? Like we're just, my, my paycheck went up, so my spending is going to go up. And so I want that nicer car or this and that, because this is what somebody told me is important. And so I think a lot of these things are just, we're just not making a decision and, and you have the power to do it, which is awesome. And again, there's no judgment. Like if you, you choose any of those paths, but the, the only uh, judgment that I would say, I don't have for somebody else, but you should judge yourself is, Am I taking and owning and making decisions on whatever path I'm choosing? And am I being completely transparent and honest with myself? Because if I'm not, now that's a problem, right? And that's a recipe for for regret down the line at a, at a point in your life when it's too late to do anything about it. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, I love those three paths. Um, I love the fact that he highlights that there are three paths. And now I just challenge men, hey, like be intentional, right? Like choose... You know, like I challenge like today's Valentine's Day. Like I challenge you to, to I challenge everybody out there that, oh, today's super cool. I bought my wife flowers and I did this and I was super sweet and I said, I love you. Cool. Like that's great. That's because society told you like, that's what you do today. It's a Hallmark holiday. You went and bought a card. Congratulations. What do you do tomorrow? What did you do yesterday? Do you, can you buy flowers more than once a year? Like, can you do that? You totally can. Like, what do you, why do you, why don't you like just make the choice? Like I could go to Barnes and Noble multiple times a year with the kids and have just another reason and excuse to do these things. But, but do I, and if I don't, why not? And when I'm in that moment, what am I doing about it? And what are the decisions I'm making? Because no matter what, whether you choose to make a decision or not, you're doing something that's sending a message and you are, if you don't choose the path of impact, well, guess what? You're making an impact. Oh, my dad was an absentee, absentee dad. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, he never did anything for me or did anything with me. Like it, it, it kind of sucked. Like, I don't feel like I have a relationship. Like that'll come out eventually. That's an impact, right? That's an indifference impact. Or dude, my dad was like totally present and we did, did these amazing things and loved it. And it was great. My husband's awesome. But you know I mean? Like there's just, there's, there's going to be an impact and, and you should just, at least be aware of it and try to control that narrative as much as you can because of the impact that you uh, desire to have. Yeah, man. I love it. What, one other thing that kind of came to mind uh, with this, and and I mean, this is really for for anything, if you're planning to be intentional and and, and actually do something is, you, you know, you can read a book like this, right? Or you can listen to a podcast. You can listen to our podcast and get motivated by what we're saying, or you can listen to a, a church sermon, uh, and and get fired up, uh, but it's it's the next step that that really makes the most difference. It's it's the step of 
like doing something about it. Right. I, I can read this book and be like, yep, I'm choosing to be and make an impact. Right. I'm choosing to not be indifferent. Uh, but what are you going to do about it? Right. And so I think that one of the steps that you can take is surrounding yourself with other people that are doing the same thing. Surrounding yourself with other men that uh, are going to give you ideas. They're going to um, tell you what they're doing, give you an example, push you to grow along with, with them. Um, do something from what you're reading, do something from what you're listening and like, go be better for it. Like make a change. Like you'll never change anything. You'll never be intentional. You'll never do this stuff if you actually don't, don't take action. Um, so, so maybe that's, maybe that's the step we leave with is do something about it. Amen. Well said, go do something. If you want to join us, we're starting TKM Reflections in March. We're meeting once a month and we're going to challenge you to do something. Uh, we'll put a, a sign up link in the show notes. Check it out. Check it out. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Boom. I don't know who said that. I don't know who said that, but it's but it's awesome. I'm gonna awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote you and post it all over social media. And then nothing changes, nothing changes. I like it. T cam reflections. See ya. See ya.